All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 296 of the Person Frame Rate Show. I am BF Baller, and over here we talk about Georgia Southern, Atlanta Falcons football. And I know at the time of this episode, when it wants us up, I know that the new schedules for Georgia Southern Sunbelt Conference will be released. Now, the fact that I do these a little bit pre-recorded prior to the actual you know time that it's up, and quite frankly, I have a second job. Well, a second job. I have my primary job where I work in the morning. I won't be able to talk about that schedule, but I will give you a little insight on the games that I know real quick. And we're going to talk about the Sunbelt games on the next episode. So 297, we're going to cover the Sunbelt games entirely, the conference schedule. But um, I will say, be on the lookout on my Twitter page. The Twitter handle VF Baller. I will be giving you my thoughts and opinion about the schedule over there, but we'll go in depth on episode 297. Now, before I get into what we're talking about here with Cordell Patterson and the four games that I know about the Georgia Southern Eagles are already playing at a non-conference, I want to welcome you guys to the first and frame rate show. I am VF Baller. Once again, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football and everything under that umbrella. Uh, over here, we try to make things, you know, as concise and complete as possible. And I thank everybody who has been watching and listening lately. Like, in for everybody who's here now, just go ahead and hit that like button, share this video, also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I also advise you to um, check out the podcast side of things. If you're into the podcast side of stuff, where you can um, have the audio version of these of this podcast and also be your own program director you can have it automatically download once the podcast is up um once i upload it and it automatically download to your device and you can just listen to it whenever you get ready so that is just just an awesome thing also shout out to the individuals that are giving me five star ratings on the apple itunes uh, side of things you guys are amazing i really appreciate it also, if you want to, last but not least, if you want to donate, you can click any of the links down in the description and uh, I will really, really appreciate it. If not, if you don't choose to, that's fine. Either way, it's totally optional. And the fact that you're here listening, that always, you know, make it worth the while. The fact that you're here, I really appreciate it. Let's get into this stuff right here. Before I get into Cordell Patterson. The four games that Georgia Southern do that I know that they play in September. They're playing against Morgan State. They're playing against Nebraska. They're going up to Nebraska and playing Nebraska in September 10th. Going to UAB on the 17th, which I'm going to try to make that game. I want to make that game and the game after that, the Ball State game. Um, I'm going to travel to Birmingham and try to get to that game on the 17th. And the Ball State game, which is in Paulson the following weekend. I'm going to have to move and shake some things around. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to talk to a couple of guys at my primary job and um, make some things happen on at least one one of them days. I think I'm off on one of those Saturdays. I can't remember. But definitely, I'm trying to take both Saturdays off and uh, definitely going to try to represent and support our Georgia Southern Eagles. So once again... Morgan State, that's the home. I mean, yes, the home and season opener. Then we go up to Nebraska and play uh, Nebraska, which you know that may be a winnable game. To be honest, you know, the Nebraska game is maybe a little bit more winnable than we think. 
the UAB game may be a little more tougher. We played them in Birmingham, uh, and uh, we're going to play them. I'm going to go to that game in the Ball State game, which is uh, back at Paulson. Um, Ball State is uh, coming to Statesboro on September 24th. So I don't know the rest of the schedule. I'm going to, if you want to any of the information of the schedule, um, as of the time of this episode is up, it will probably be released and you can find me on Twitter at VFBaller. The link is down in the description. I will have my thoughts and opinions about the schedule and we'll go in depth of the schedule once we, um, you know, once we do episode 297. So that's, that's, that's how things are going to be going with that. So, uh, just be patient. It's just, these are a little pre-recorded. I don't do live episodes, which one day, hopefully I will, but, um, that's that's still just the way things are going right now. Now let's flip over to talk about what's on deck uh, on the uh, title of episode two ninety six, keeping Cordell Patterson in Atlanta. I mean, what else can you say about this? This is the probably the biggest uh, free agent acquisition of twenty twenty one. Now I know that the Falcons did not have um, a overly successful season. I, I say it was successful based on the cards that the, the Falcons had. I mean, we didn't have a, a true number one receiver. Uh, a lot of things just didn't go our way. We were basically the best bad team. <laughs> we were the best bad team of the of the NFL. But there's no doubt with Cordell Patterson, with him coming into the fold, he made a huge difference. For the Atlanta Falcons. And I, I don't see where there'll be a situation where that he is not re-signed with uh, the Falcons. Uh, I think this is somewhat of a perfect storm for the Falcons. And I'm going to explain that uh, in a little bit. How this is going to play out very well for the Falcons. And why this should be a priority for the Falcons. And um, I don't see where it'd be no other way. Uh, first and foremost, Cordell Patterson wants to be in Atlanta. I mean, he's not walking around with this sign, and it's not a Photoshop sign that you see on the screen for my YouTube and Rumble listeners. Uh, this is not just a sign where you can, um, you know, just they just put in in Photoshop. He's actually he was carrying this in the beginning. I think it was the beginning or the ending of a game. I want to say it was the beginning of a game where um, he's actually carrying this, and he he's been a very vocal person and very um, tweeting tweet vocal or to, uh, uh, very uh, active on Twitter, tweeting about him wanting to stay in Atlanta. And there's been articles saying that Atlanta feels like home for him. Um, he feels like he is at home and he wants to stay. There's been pictures of him talking about um, of him showing his locker uh, in the locker room. He's been talking about how much he loves Arthur Blank. And uh, the way that Atlanta utilized him, I mean, how could you not love being here? Because his talents are off the charts um i've watched cordell patterson even when he was at uh at tennessee and also when he played for the bears uh i think he was with the vikings at one point i can't remember but i just know i know for sure and when he was playing for the bears and he looked pretty good he looked really good but i did not see this coming what he done in atlanta was nothing short of uh, uh phenomenal running the ball out the backfield being a wide receiver uh doing all kind of things on the field helping the team out and uh, making sure that he puts himself in a position to help the team win. I mean, we just talked about this in episode 295 with all the guys in Georgia Southern moving around to help the team win. And this is what, you know, this right here is what I'm talking about. This guy is showing what it takes to be a real football player, you know, and, and it, it's really cool. I mean, I think he actually even threw the ball one time. 
<laughs> you know, he had a pass and, you know, you know, the Tampa Bay tried to kind of lit him up a little bit, but it's all good. You know, I mean, that's a part of the sport, but luckily he's okay. He still wants to play some ball. And I want, I hope the Falcons will be able to um, pick him up and um, keep him, you know, and it, it's, it's just really, really great to see that um you got players that want to be here because we have a situation where a couple players that basically don't want to be here they found their way out of um Atlanta and um with a guy like Cordell Patterson you will want to see uh, other people follow his lead and just want to keep that culture and want players to be in Atlanta and want to have a winning culture because um speaking of winning He's like one of the sole reasons why we won a handful of our games, you know, especially the Saints game. I mean, that catch down the sideline was just amazing. You know, we I thought the game was over, and he caught that pass down the sideline and set up Young Way Koo for the win against the Saints. So, um, you know, it, it's just good times just to see when, you know, just to see things like this take place when your best player, uh, basically, he, I, I, mean, I, I mean, it's almost debatable, him, Matt Ryan, or Grady Jarrett. But when you're looking at one of your best players that want to stay in Atlanta, it, it really keeps um, the rest of the team intact as far as, hey, we got a guy here that wants to, you know, be something with this team. And maybe it inspire others to play. Maybe inspire another player to, to actually say, you know what, I want to stay here too. I want to play with uh, Cordell Patterson and the rest of these gang, with, with the gang. We see what they're trying to build here. You know, we were like basically a few games away from actually having a winning season. A couple of things go our way, and we're looking at uh, you know a nine and eight season instead of a ten and se- a seven and ten season. So um, this is definitely one of the reasons why you want to keep a, a guy like this here. I mean, he he can do a little bit of everything. He run the ball out the backfield. He's, he's catching the football, and uh, those are the type of things you would like to see. Now, also. When you look at Cordell Patterson, the presence that he has on the field is 6'4", 230 pounds. And, I mean, that's one guy you really don't want to tackle. I don't care what part of the game it is, the second, you know, quarter, the first quarter, the halftime. You don't even want, you know, you don't want to, you know what I mean? You don't want to tackle him at any moment of the game. And he just seems like he can do um do a little bit of everything. It's just he's just great to see. Very complimentary to the fact that you know we lost Julio Jones and he comes in and be just as productive. You know, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but um, Julio Jones, for one, even though he puts up the numbers, you know, Cordell Patterson got in the end zone and he was able to run the ball as well as uh, catch the ball. You know, I mean, he was a decoy for a lot of uh, a lot of plays, and uh, not only that. Um, I think he was slightly a bit more productive, um, not not necessarily in one of the best of better Julio Jones seasons, but as of the last couple of seasons, um, Cordell Patterson definitely filled that void we was missing. And I feel like we had a couple of other um, situations where the running game was actually on point or we had another wide receiver that was actually, you know, a little bit more productive than Russell Gage. And it's nothing against Russell. I thought he did a pretty good job. But if you had a legit number one out there, along with Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, I mean, you you got a recipe. You would have had a recipe for winning a lot more games. And that's something that we thought Calvin really could have been. But, um, you know, that's a whole other situation I don't want to go down right now. I think that uh, that whole situation – is um, I mean that that whole situation right there is just is is you know is 
it's just a topic that I just don't want to get into. I mean, I've talked about it plenty of times. I just, at the end of the day, I just feel like they just need to trade him. Just leave that at that. But it's, it's, it's what you see with a guy like Cordell Patterson. Once again, that, that we need a guy like this in Atlanta, a guy that wants to be here, the guy that wants to create a winning culture. He loves the city. He loves the area. He loves the coaching. He loves the, the owner. He loves the fans. I mean, do you see what he do with the fans? Like a pre-game, pre-game requisite where he, you know, pass the ball to the guys and, and to the kids in the in the stands, and you know, and and the kid ends up getting the football as a souvenir. And uh, I remember one story I saw where one girl was crying, one little girl was crying because she couldn't get a football, and you know, it kind of broke her heart. And, you know, you don't want to see kids like I mean, like when my son, I mean, good guy, when he wants something and he gets real emotional, it, like, I just melt because. I mean, even though at times, you know, let's be honest, sometimes they shouldn't get it because of it, but, you know, they just don't need it or they've been a little bit out of line for the day. But, you know, when they start getting emotional and start crying and give you those, uh, you know, those tears and that, that look, I mean, we all as parents know that look to give us that look like, you know, we got to give it to them. And, you know, Cordell Patterson went out the way and was able to get a football for the little girl. And it was just an awesome experience. Like, those are the, those are the type of things that not only you know you know fans like me could 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 relate to. Those are those are memories that you know not only just young kids but or just that little girl will remember forever. You know her brother was there too. Remember her parents? I think her mom was there. Those type of things that they remember. Then you know you basically created a Falcons fan for life right there. At least one, maybe two. And every time that these kids have this uh this interaction with Cordell Patterson, the the tossing of the football every year or every game, you create a fan for life. You know, they they don't they'll they'll never wanna turn it back on the Falcons win, lose, or draw because they feel like they, they have a connection with a player, especially with a player like this. I mean, Cordell Patterson is just um you know, he's very prominent with this team this year. He done such good things. He filled a void in a, a with a running game that just was not there. He was able to get things done as far as um getting himself together to uh actual you know, to actually uh be productive in the running game. And it caused, you know, problems for the defense and he'll catch a screen pass and then he'll go over the top and catch a, a pass over the middle or down the sideline. He's done so much. He helped Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts in so many ways. You know, all of them out is a Kias and Russell Gates. He's been a big asset to them because without him, and let's just say for the for the sake of, you know, situation, if Calvin really went down and you didn't have a, a guy like Cordell Patterson, I mean, we would have been in a, a a much deeper situation, probably relying on Kyle Pitts so much where his rookie season wouldn't have been as effective as it was. You have to remember, Kyle Pitts had a thousand uh, a thousand yard season as a rookie, went to the Pro Bowl, he caught a touchdown at the Pro Bowl too. But, but you know, that's cool. But I mean, the Pro Bowl, man. You know, that's another topic I can tell you, man. They really need to do something about the Pro Bowl. But I will say with him being on the field helped a lot. And I would not I would love to see him back on the field. Get us a couple more receivers, get him back there, probably get another running back to help Mike Davis out. And just every now and then put Cordell Patterson back there behind uh the, you know in the backfield to have him run the ball as well. You know, he just he's like a Swiss army knife that you you know that is a, is a very effective one as well. 
You know, you have a lot of Swiss Army knives out here, and they just, you know, they only do a couple of things well or whatever. It just seemed like Cordell was just so well-rounded in so many things that he's that he done. You know what I mean? So it was it was a really beautiful thing to see because I, I I mean I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't know what Arthur Smith saw. Maybe he saw something I didn't see, or or any of obviously he did, or any of us didn't see because um, I knew Cordell Patterson did. Uh, focus on running out the backfield at other teams. He, he played running back a little bit. But the, the significant jump from previous years to this year was, like, phenomenal because it's not just about the money. I mean, it's not just about the stats. What really stood out is the effectiveness of him actually doing those type of things. You know, that the times that they happen, you know, the balance in the passing and the throwing game, I mean, the passing and the running game, you know, that was just something that was really, really good to see when um he was able to uh put it all together. Wanna look at uh his stats real quick before we um get out of here. Um this is something I want to uh look at. Let's see if we can pull these up real quick. For the Falcons, his total stats um this year, um he had six hundred and eighteen yards rushing, four yards to carry six touchdowns. He, uh, on 153 attempts, he caught 52 passes for 548 yards for five touchdowns. So that's very balanced. You know, I mean, I would like to see that, um, well, you really can't, you know, you really can't complain about any of these numbers, you know, and, and, and for what I see, since he's been with the Vikings all the way up till now, all of these were career highs. 618 yards rushing was a career high. And the 548 yards receiving was a career high. So, I mean, why wouldn't you want this guy to stay on the team? Doesn't live too far. Well, he's from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I don't know if he still lives in the area or whatever the case may be. But I'm pretty sure something about this area that he, 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 he you know, he wants to stay. Whether it be the Atlanta or the Rock Hill area or anywhere in between. I mean, anywhere around that is, you know, is, is good money for him. You know, 11 total touchdowns, also a career high. Six touchdowns rushing, career high. Catching, um, uh, uh, receiving touchdowns, five was a career high. I mean, how could you not want this guy to be on the team? I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. This may, I think this is the number one priority for the Falcons in free agency. Go ahead and get him signed again. Um, I, I can't think who else is a free. I think Russell Gage is a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent, uh, or, or one of the or one of the two. Let me see. Before we get out of here, once again, let's see who are the free agents for this year. Um, well, Dante Fowler is gone now. Matt Gano, Cordell Patterson. Uh, where does it go? Here we go. Here we go. Back to overthecap.com. Shout out to overthecap.com. Um, Dante Fowler. It hasn't re-signed or something. I don't that's that's kind of weird. Um Matt Gano, Cordell Patterson, Hayden Hurst, Lee Smith, Eric Harris, Deron Harmon, AJ McCarron is a free agent. Isaiah Oliver. Oh, that sucks that he's a free agent. Man, it, he went down that knee injury when he was actually he was playing good. You got a couple of other guys down in here that are free agents. Young Way Cool is a free agent. I mean, we need to find a way to sign him. Definitely sign him. So I think between Young Way Koo and 
and Cordell Patterson. They may be the two priorities. So, um, yeah. So with that being said, I mean, what are we looking at here? You know, I think there's no reason that Cordell Patterson cannot. Uh, I, I don't see there's a reason why he should, would walk away from the Falcons. He's just been too valuable for the team, you know, this uh, past season. And I'm pretty sure that he'd be able to do that again. And the thing about it is, from what I see, he only played 45% of the snaps. That is amazing. Hmm, interesting. He only played 45% of the snaps in 2021 and got that type of production. So imagine if he played, you know, 80%. You know. Imagine if he played, you know, 70%. That's pretty interesting. I don't have anything else to add to that. I mean, let me know what you guys think. I mean, if you're in the comment section of uh, YouTube or Rumble, let me know. Also, let me know what you think in the comment section. Well, I ain't say comment section, but let me know on Twitter. Uh, this is, will conclude the episode of the First and Frame Rate Show on VF Baller. Once again, you can find me on YouTube or Rumble. You can listen on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, or Google. And um, if you like this content, hit the like button once again. If you haven't already, um, share this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thank you guys for all the support. You guys are amazing. I really, really mean it from the bottom of my heart. Without you guys, I wouldn't be doing what I do. And I do this what I do because I love these two teams and I love the feedback you guys have been giving. If you want to give feedback, hit the five-star rating on the iTunes uh, app. On first and under first and frame rates, give me some feedback as well. You know, give me a little summary of what you think about this content. Uh, also, um, if you want to donate um, to the show to help the show grow, you can go ahead and hit the. Uh, you can go ahead and hit the any of those uh, links down at the bottom, and I really would appreciate it. Either way, if you guys are listening, that'd be awesome. Find me on YouTube or Rumble, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, or Google, and uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Wednesday, we will be talking about the Sunbelt Conference for Georgia Southern. We're going to talk about that schedule and see who we play and when we play and what does it mean. But also find me on Twitter as well. I'll be talking about it briefly over there because I'm pretty sure all the, uh, you know, the schedules are out now and this episode is pre-recorded. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you guys for listening. You guys be blessed. All right, y'all. Peace. 